Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 138. <laughs> we Are 138 is a song by the American punk rock band Misfits. I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Cam, and Dylan. We were just having a stupid argument about Tom Brady for the umpteenth time. I'm angry. We're not going to talk about it for a little bit, but I'm angry. How are we? No, we're going to talk about it right now. No, we're not going to no, talk about it right we now. Got- it's, Let's let Trey. It's totally. Uh, have it, some time to get his his thoughts in order. It's totally. Just keep talking over him. <laughs> it's totally irrelevant to anything going on in sports this week, but we're gonna just argue about it anyways because it's gonna make for good podcasting. We don't have that much to talk about anyways. All right, um, winners and losers. Big loser, me. Forgot to do the poll today. I'm in the process of moving, um, so no point. Um, so unfortunately. Well, you know, any of you could have logged on, listened to the episode, and put up a poll. As I say that every time, then I get I get dunked on for not uh, putting the poll up. So, um, another big loser, Tucker, Deshaun Watson, not suspended for a year. So, yeah, um, the NFL decided point four three rapes. I mean, point four three games per rape was the correct amount, not point two five. So. Props to the NFL for upping it to point four three. Well, I was, I was, I was talking to Trey about this earlier. Um, if we really looked into it, we probably could have made a really good take about this because his first game back was against the Texans. Yeah, so that's just kind of like easy, easy. That's just the NFL. That's the NFL for sure. Yeah, that's just the NFL being like, well, we. It, People are saying like what I so that's also the first week that the NFL is allowed to switch uh, what game goes into the primetime slot, so they could make that the primetime game, which would be hilariously bad for them. I wouldn't be surprised. It's all about the bottom line. No, but if they're like Deshaun Watson's first game back after rape allegate after his rape suspension. We put on primetime TV. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that puts a bad taste in people's mouth. They do it regardless. It's like a comeback tour, but for a rapist. Yeah, they do it regardless, though. It's all about the bottom (laughs) line. Um, Other winners and losers don't really have anything yet. Still waiting on a big NFL season to kind of uh, see a lot of our takes. Does anybody have anything they thought of? Um, I just wanted to say one more thing on Deshaun Watson. If the Browns win the Super Bowl, does Deshaun Watson win Comeback Player of the Year? Well, I don't think he no. can. I think why, he more came on their he? legs more than their backs. But um, <laughs> why can't he win when Michael Michael Vick, Michael Vick Michael listen Michael Vick won Comeback Player of the Year? After <laughs> listen. Rape is a lot worse than dogs being. Yeah, and 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 human women. Yeah, it's like yeah, but you can go to jail. (laughs) I don't know. I guess he maybe could win. I I, that would be insane. Um, That's pretty pretty true. That yeah, I mean maybe Cam. That's a decent take to make. Did anyone else make a a comeback player of the year take yet? Mine was Baker. I don't think anyone else has. Um, but nonetheless, um, I have a take to lead us off if everyone's all right with that. My take, uh, concerns rookie of the year. I haven't given my rookie of the year pick yet. 
Um, Dylan gave his Kenneth Walker, which I think is a very solid pick. And uh, you tend to trust Dylan on these things. But I got my eye on a different guy. Um, this gentleman um, is a wide receiver by the name of George Pickens, taken by the Steelers in the second round of the NFL draft. Now, as I've said before on the pod, anytime the Steelers take a uh, wide receiver, it means stud, automatic stud, going to be good no matter what. Like, won't be bad, might not be, you know, Antonio Brown or um, that type of level of player, but he's going to be good. Uh, they've done nothing but draft good receivers for the past, uh, I don't even know, since Mike Tomlin's tenure. Um, they took him in the second round after a couple guys went, including Tyquan Thornton. He might have been after Sky Moore, too. Um, but this dude is a baller. I've seen some clips of it, clips of him at camp, uh, making some crazy plays. I've heard nothing but good things out of camp from him. Um, and then I saw an interview the other day where they asked him what his uh, pregame song was. Funito by uh, Chief Keith. Don't know if you guys ever heard that song. It's, That's scary. It's, it's, I don't like anyone that likes Chief Keith. It's intense and it's, it's a great song. It, it, it's all about just getting rowdy. Um, but for those reasons, George Pickens will be the uh, rookie of the year. Back-to-back rookie of the year wide receiver since I don't even know when. Uh, they never win it. It's going to be back-to-back. going to be George Pickens this year. That's my take. Uh, I'll jump off here, and right off the bat, I want to say that my takes on rookie wide receivers should never be taken seriously due to the fact that I said Jamar Chase was going to be a plus last year. I'll get ahead of that right now, but um, I don't think so purely because of their QB situation. Yeah, I mean, I think I, they're I, in a strong defensive division. I think. I mean, the Ravens have their best secondary and their best cornerback crew in a while. Um, the Bengals are stronger. I mean, they they went to the Super Bowl last year. Their defense played well, and the Browns. I don't know anything about the Browns secondary. If I'm being honest with you, I know Denzel Ward's there, and he's good. Um, but I don't buy this one. I just, I don't, I think George Pickens is going to be good. I don't think he's rookie of the year, especially, I don't know. I, I just, I guess there wasn't, there's only one QB that's like, I, is there any QB that are like guaranteed starters? No, I don't think Rookies? so. I don't think so. No. I think yeah, I think, I mean, yeah. So... I could see it being a running back here. I could see Brees Hall maybe winning it from the Jets. Um, but you never know. Um, now that I'm thinking about it, there's just a lot of good wide receivers in this class is the problem. A lot of good guys went at the top. I mean, Garrett Wilson is very good. I cannot think. Jahan Dotson apparently is looking really good in training camp. Um, so... I don't know. I don't buy this one yet, but it's only because I don't know what their QB situation. If they had a solid QB locked in, I'd probably believe it. But without a real QB one, it's kind of questionable to cause them to go for the rookie of the year. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what's going to make it a waste of take. It's definitely, you know, tough there. I don't think he, if, if, you know, he was to come in and play his mind off and, you know, uh, what's his name? Pickett start ends up starting, then it's automatically de facto going to go to the quarterback. So 
Yeah, it's an uphill battle, but maybe he just turns into a run-after-catch machine or something like that or makes some really good plays. I don't know. I, I don't think that the rookie class outside of, like, I don't know. None of the quarterbacks stick out to me. Only a couple running backs do. Um, so I think there's a chance that it's a wide receiver. I, de- I think it's going to be a not a quarterback year again, but we'll see. Uh, Cam? I actually really like this thing, Trey. I didn't know who this guy was. Um, but you do have a point, and I've never really thought about it before, but the Steelers' wide receivers that they draft, never not, never not good. Fourth round and up, they're always so – you know who they are. And I just went through them to, to fact check, and be insane. Um, Claypool, Deontay Johnson – Juju, Emmanuel Sanders, Mike Wallace, Martavis Bryant was good for a year or two. Even like Sammy Coates, Marcus Wheaton, who I saw on there, you know who they are. Um, so I like this take. I don't agree with it, um, but I, I, I do have a question. So if Kenny Pickett starts every game, do you think that was Dachson will still win? Pickens, Pickens. Oh, yeah, no, I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, if Pickens starts every game, you still think he'll win rookie of the year. If Pickett starts every game, you still think Pickens will win rookie of the year. Um, not unless it's like they're throwing short balls and he's just turning it into plays or, you know, he's he's going up over defenders and, like, I, he'd have to – No, it'd be really hard. Um, I don't think it's going right. to be, I don't think it's going to be pick at every game. I think Mitch is going to get a couple at least, um, to, to try it out. Um, but if he, oh. even if Mitch only plays like four games and, you know, Pickett comes in and Pickens pops off, I still think there's a good chance that it ends up as, uh, as, uh, Kenny winning it over, over George. So just to touch on that briefly, it's kind of getting away from your take. Um, I think Pickett will start, and unless he gets injured or just poops the bed, I think he's going to start every game. And the reason being is because Mitch is new, too. He's not a rookie, but they're both learning the system at the same time. And if they're even close to comparable, you just you start the rookie every single time. You get him out there and get him going because they need to rebuild. Um so that's just my two cents on that real quick. But as far as your take, I like it. I don't agree with it. It's like um, said, a lot of wide receivers out there. Mitch, uh, according to Leach Report, Steelers rumors, Mitch Trubisky remains clear favorite to start at QB. I think he starts for at least four games. I think probably closer to eight uh, until they put in, um, what's his name there? Pick it. And Mike Tomlin even said he's like the depth chart is not riding on each and every throw. All right. So he's saying not that close right now. Uh, Dill took a leaf out of your book. Any any opinion? Um, I, I think it would be a, a page out of my book, uh, or a leaf out of my tree. But anyway, leaf um, out of the the notebook or something. I don't know. There is a there. I think there is a part of the book that is called a leaf. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, anywho, uh, yeah. I mean, you have a point, like Cam said, with Steelers drafting. Uh, 
that, the, th- the thing is, is again, Japan with the ticket, it depends on how many games he plays and how well he plays. I assume he would have to play well in order for uh, Pickens. There's too many picks on this game. Um, okay. To, uh, to be even considered as rookie of the year, Pickett would have to play well, assuming he plays. But yeah, it's up to Trubisky to probably lose the spot. So I think there's a lot of factors involved. Um, you know, I don't hate it. Uh, I think it's I think it's wasted enough because a lot of things have to happen. You had some good insights, so I mean, I'm not going to agree because I already put my uh, my choice in. Uh, Steelers running back, or no, Seahawks running back, whatever his name is. You said it, I forget it, um, but I like it. Um, the only way I think it would happen is if he pops off. Mitch plays like eight, nine games, he pops off, then Kenny comes in and he keeps popping off. Um, and Kenny doesn't have enough time to make up the difference. I think that that's the one way it could happen. Yeah. 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 The other thing, Trey, the other thing, Trey, that I disagree with is that Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth, who it's gonna be his second year, but I mean he's the sole tight end on that team. That's a lot of other options. Whereas Jamar Chase won it last year. And yeah, there were a couple other people, T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. But I don't know. He's got to make a serious impact with those other two guys still on the team to to be rookie of the year. So I, I just don't think it's possible. But make a bet on it. I mean, they have, they had, yeah, they had Higgins, they had Uzama, they had some solid receivers. All right. Well, that that's. I mean, I, I, I'm. You know, it's a, it's a waste of take. It's a waste of take. Um, all right, who's next? Uh, I'll go. So news came out that this week that it was a, quote, done deal for Tom Brady to go to Las Vegas. And a lot of people were talking about Brady and Gronk had basically almost confirmed. they And Dana White said a lot of work was put into the deal, all this stuff. And the question that came to my mind was, a lot of work was put into this deal. Huh. Like, when could this have happened for it to all fall apart? And I looked at when he signed with the Fox, it was mid-March. So there wasn't much overlap between when the Super Bowl happened and when he signed with the Bucs. So I think there was tampering. I think that Tom Brady had the idea the entire 2019 season that he was going to the Raiders. From the get-go, they're moving to Las Vegas. He was going to be the face of Vegas. It was going to be a great move financially to be the new face of Las Vegas, Tom Brady. This was a plan for years, I think. I think he had thought of this preemptively. It was never about the Patriots. It was never about the money. This is about becoming the face of Las Vegas. And Tom Brady had no thoughts of rejoining the Patriots whatsoever. All right. So you're trying to draw me into our conversation we were having earlier. And yes, that was the point. Yes, yeah, so... Why did you go last? Me? No, why, why didn't Tucker go last? Why don't we come back to this? It's going to be long. Um, all right. Have a first ever switcheroo. All right, we can put it on hold. Cam, why don't you go ahead? Well, mine's also a Patriots day. Um, but it doesn't have anything to do with rates, so... It'll be uh, a little bit more fun. This one came to me when you sent me the uh, clip about how the Patriots just had their worst like ever practice, 
and they are in shambles, essentially. And we touched on a little bit last episode um, with the fights in practice. We thought they were getting loose, and then now we hear that it's getting even worse. And I responded in the chat, and I said, I think it's it's on the fan base. I think it's it's their fault. And Trey didn't like that, but I think the fan base is, is putting too much pressure on the Patriots. They are constantly comparing them to the Brady area era paths, and you know they they want them to be what they used to be. And I think they need to come to terms with you know a rebuild is is a thing with Mac, and you know there's new guys on the paths. They're kind of all over the place, and and they're falling into the pressure of the fans. And ultimately my take is the Patriots are going to be fourth place in the AFC East. And I won't necessarily include it in my take, but I think a lot of the reason is because of the pressure that the Patriots fan base puts on their team and they're going to drown in that pressure and be last in the AFC East this year. All right. This this feels like another take meant to draw me out into getting angry. It's not. I no. I said it. I said it immediately after that video you sent. It's not about you. This is a, a okay All general right. observation about the Patriots and their fans. All right. Well, so I hundred percent disagree with you on the fans thing because I think that a somewhere up sixty five seventy percent of Patriots fans are bobos who think. Oh, Bill can do no wrong. Bill's the greatest coach ever. He can't ever mess up. They're going to figure it out. Max, the new Brady baby. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, my God. Did you see the receiver we took in the second round? What a genius move by Bill. Blah, 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 blah. I think that that is the best. Real quick, just real real quick, I promise. Those are kind of the fans I'm talking about, though. I'm not really even talking about you because you're a realist, and I – respect that. You don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. You probably don't even think they might they're probably not going to make the playoffs. They're not going to. Fans like that that think Bill is a genius. As long as we have him, we'll be fine. And the people that are in la-la land but also like what you do, kind of just like this isn't Patriots way. This isn't how we play football. You know, we should be held to a higher standard, which is true, but it's kind of a mixture of both that I'm comparing it to. All right. Sorry. Well, I mean, I don't see how them being praised all the time would be any sort of pressure added to them. If anything, I think it would take pressure off because that way, oh, we can even mess it. We can still, we can suck and the fans just aren't going to care. I don't, th- first of all, I don't think anyone in the NFL, players, coaches, give a flying F about what the fans think in terms of, you know, how how like good they are like they want yes they want to be liked by the fans they want to have the fans buy their stuff owners want the fans to come to games I mean it's the NFL owners fans are going to come to games especially in big market cities like Boston and New York and stuff like that um, I don't think they care um, I don't think they listen to anything anyone says outside of the media I don't know if you count the media as fans um, but I don't think like sometimes you see players on Twitter. 
you know, responding to stuff. I don't think it bothers them too much. At the end of the day, they're rich, successful athletes. Um, we're all, you know, losers talking about them. Um, so I know I don't think I don't think Patriots fans add any added pressure to them at all, uh, regardless of if they're praising them or, or scrutinizing them. Um, I think they don't care. However, I don't. On the second part of your take, I don't think they're going to come forth. I think the Jets are bad, and I think Zach Wilson's not um, ready yet. He might end up being ready, but he's not ready yet. Um, I think they can outplay the Jets, but I am almost certain they're going to come in third. I think the Dolphins are going to play better than them. Um, and I just – the way that this camp has gone, hearing a bunch of stuff. Kendrick Bourne now is upset with the team. Might He might be being traded this week. Um and he's the only receiver with any kind of, you know, yards after catch ability. Maybe Devontae. We don't know yet, but um, it that's just what, seems... Yeah, that's why I said four. It just seems like everything's falling out apart. Mac had made some comments about um, Matt Patricia earlier in the camp saying that, you know, he wasn't really sure how the offense was going to come together, and now he's saying he's the most brilliant mind. That sounds to me like Bill got pissed at him and told him to shut up. Um, so it just seems like things are falling apart. I do think they come in third. I think they can outplay the Jets, though. Uh, Tucker? Uh, yeah, I mean, in terms of a rebuild, I think the Patriots are doing pretty well. Uh, looking at the – I'm just looking at PFF. I looked up rank, rookie class rankings from last year after a full season. Patriots are rated number one, and I think that's the biggest thing. And I think people confuse a rebuild with becoming automatic competitors again, which I don't think is a fair thing. I mean, they went through a full Super Bowl. You know, they win the Super Bowl, they went all out for a Super Bowl, and then they lose players after. Like, it happens to everyone, and you have to go through a rebuilding process. The Patriots are in that right now. I think I'm a realist in that sense. And, but I'm in a different camp of Trey because Trey is in the camp of if you're not playing for Super Bowl in that year, then the whole year is a bust and it sucks and all that. But I think as long as the right pieces are coming along, I'm a huge fan. I mean, in their first year of their rebuild, they got Mac Jones, who's hopefully their franchise quarterback of the future. They got Christian Barmore in the second round, who was an immediate impact player. And they got Ramon J. Stevenson, who was a great running back for the team. This year, I mean, if you know, I obviously can't talk about the rookie class because no one's played yet. They got a speedy wide receiver and an offensive lineman that because they need to rebuild the offensive line. So, like in terms of what I want, I I see them needing to build up through the draft, and that's what they're starting to do finally because that's what they need to do if you want to. Get back to where you were. It comes to the draft. That's where they got Tom Brady. That's where they got Rob Gronkowski. I mean, we were always a team that got great players in free agency, but the team wasn't built immediately through free agency. It was a built in the draft. The best play. And so I think that's the biggest thing right now is to rebuild through the draft. Uh, and so that's where I am. But in terms of them coming in fourth, I don't buy it. I think they're a more talented team than the Jets. I think they're better coach than the Jets. I think it's a toss-up between them and the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins might have more talent, but they have a lot of questionable pieces with Tua, Tyreek Hill, who's kind of a wild-card wide receiver, who people are saying won't work that well with Tua just because he's a deeper, and Tua's now a strong-armed quarterback. Uh, a new head coach over there, so I have no idea what the Dolphins are going to be. The Dolphins are a team that could go 12-3, and 
five this season, but could also go six and eleven. So I don't really buy the whole idea that they're. I mean, that's my whole thing is that I I'm not I'm not a the Patriots can do no wrong. They've done wrong in the past, and they'll continue to do wrong always. But in terms of the rebuild so far, I think it's been good. I think that's where me and Trey differ. Um, just to briefly touch on that. Um, my whole thing is I don't trust, I don't, I don't know what the next head coach of the Patriots is going to be. And as for mu- as, as much as I give Bill crap for, you know, the way he builds a team and, and stuff like that, he is still a great football mind. And I think that he is such a great football mind that he should be able to win now with the roster he has. And I, I do agree that they had a great draft class last year. All three of those top picks were were stellar. This one I'm not so psyched about, considering this receiver they drafted, who's made of sticks, which is the reason he was projected for the fifth round, uh, is now out for eight weeks. Um, so I just I that's that's why I am so hard on them because I don't know what the future is going to hold. I don't know who the next head coach is going to be. It's probably going to be one of the idiots he hired, like I said last week, and uh, I want him to get that last Super Bowl to tie it up with Brady and salvage everything that's gone on in the past two years. And I don't want to get into an argument about it because we're already running a long time. I'm just responding to you. I respect your opinion. Hope you respect mine. Um, Dylan, what do you think? Um, I don't really know, honestly. Uh, well, tough to say. But Dylan wasn't listening. <laughs> Not really. It was about the Patriots, so come on. I know. Um, I we're moving along kind of slow, so move on. All right, give your take then. Okay, so first uh, is the baseball. Um, the NFL MLB has announced the 2023 schedule. Did you guys hear about this? No. Every team will play every team next year. First time that that's ever happened. They just released it. Um, there's going to be every team in your, uh, league. So the NL and the AL, you're going to play a four game home and home set. So I believe it's eight games between each team in your league. And then there's going to be a three and three home and home set against everyone in the opposing league. So it's the first time this has happened. They're moving the divisional games down from like 56 to, or sorry, from 76 to like 52 or 54, something like that. So you're not playing as many divisional games. Um, all in all, I think this is a good thing for the league. And, uh, I, I, you know, some coaches have already come out and said that they like this. David Ross, one of them for the Cubs. Um, so I, yeah, and like again, I would agree that this is probably a good thing. You know, I like watching the Red Sox play against random teams that you've never seen play before, like the Arizona Diamondbacks, which is crazy. Um, but the take is is moving forward now. The MLB has instituted new changes to playoffs, new changes to review rules, new changes to now the. Um, the schedule, every team by every team. Um, and I, I think this is just them slowly instituting this sort of idea that each year there's going to be more changes to baseball. 
Major League Baseball, um, which I don't necessarily disagree with. I, I probably would agree that, you know, to some extent change is good, and I think most of the changes that they've made have been, been good for, you know, fans. I think they're going to make another step, though, soon, and I'm going to make it wasted. I'm going to say 2024. There's going to be no more divisions baseball. They're going to go to a back to a conference v conference type style, and it's going to they're going to expand the playoffs again. There's going to be eight teams in the playoffs, and you're going to play teams from your from your conference. Um, maybe they'll do localized ones, sort of keeping a divisional esque kind of style, but it's going to be so like playoffs are going to be solely based on conference. Like maybe so, uh, yeah, they're going to, they're going to switch away from the divisional type style, which has kind of gone away in, in all other sports outside of football. So in this version would like, so the Sox wouldn't play the Yankees as much and stuff like that. I'm thinking, you know, so they have the wild card and they have divisions. You know, there's three divisions in each league. Top of the division makes the playoffs. Um, I'm making it wasted and saying they're going to get rid of that. So you're just going to be, you know, top teams in your conference. And which actually no other sports team does, sports league does that right now. The NHL used to do that. They don't do it anymore. Um, so. But I think they're going to keep it regional to a point to where, you know, you're going to play teams in your region more so than teams outside your region. But they'll leave it as, you know, just the conference. Um, I don't see it. I think um, the divisional aspect is a huge part of baseball. And like I said, like the Red Sox-Yankees, like there's so many of these great rivalries in baseball um, that – you know, like kind of set the tone of the sport and are such like cultural staples that I think that if, if they were to go away from that and there may be a chance that, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was surprised to hear, I guess I thought that the NHL was more of a divisional type league, but if, you know, the NHL doesn't do it, maybe the baseball could get away with it. Um, but I don't see the, the benefits to it. And uh, I don't, I don't know if that's a change that would actually, you know, get any fans jazzed up. I do like the uh, playing all the other teams. I think that's a good model to have, kind of like, you know, the NBA does it where you play every team, you know, they play every team twice and then a couple teams like four times. So uh, in their in their division, quote unquote. Um, so I, I don't I don't see it, but. It, I, it could happen. I don't know. I don't know enough about what baseball wants to, I guess, accomplish going forward. Uh, Tucker? Yeah, I mean, I don't agree just because at the end of the day, I think it does bad for money-wise. I think rivalries are mostly divisional. In the MLB, obviously, there's some that aren't, like uh, Yankees, Mets, and stuff like that, but I think the vast majority of the rivalries are divisional, so I think if you take away those divisions, um, it kind of takes away from the rivalry when it's not like you're going up against the Yankees to get the pennant. 
you know, it's now not about that. It's just about being in the top eight. It's not about being number one in your individual division. So I just think anything that's bad for business, it won't happen in the MLB or any major sport. So I'm not really buying this one. That's also a good point, Tucker, is that I feel like the divisional crown is such a big deal in uh, baseball that if they got rid of that, people would be upset. Um, Cam? I don't have much on it. Honestly, I didn't know that this wasn't already a thing, but I, I like that everyone's going to be playing everybody. And as far as the actual take, um, I, I I don't I, I don't agree. I, I think they're, they're changing baseball for sure, slowly but surely. Um, but I think getting rid of divisions as a whole is a little bit far-fetched. It's wasted. I like that. But every single sport that I know of has divisions and nobody's gotten rid of it yet. I don't think they're going to, they're going to change that anytime soon. All right. No takers still. Um, all right. Back, a very good one. Back, back to Tucker's take. So the whole, you, you, I, I think you're getting your timeline confused because the time that I'm talking about was prior to the 20, 19 season. It was a 2019 offseason. Brady had one year left on his deal, right? So if Brady wanted to leave, he would not have entertained any sort of contract offer from the Patriots. That's not true. There are records that show that there were negotiations between the team and the player. Brady had already gone to Kraft at this point and said, I want to leave. Um, but regardless of that, he probably got cold feet, probably, you know, thought, well, where am I going to go? Geez, I'm going to have to move my family, blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe if I get some guarantees from them and just secure like my future, I want to retire. He, why wouldn't he want retire here? He won six rings here. He'll be remembered as a patron forever. Every great athlete, you know, that's retired and played their whole career for one city is like, I feel like held in this great regard. Um, so he went to the team and he said, hey, listen, I want a deal, but I don't want this you know, I don't want to just do the same thing we've been doing. I need, first of all, A, I need guaranteed money. Um, you can make the salary low to make the cap work. Do whatever you need to do. Guar give me guaranteed money so I can, you know, I can finally start to get my due for all that I've, that I've sacrificed for you guys over the years. And that way we can bring in some more talent and build, build again. Maybe we'll have one more off year, but, you know, I'll be here for the next five years. So... The Patriots said, well, no, we're not going to pay you guaranteed money because you're just another guy on the team. And, you know, we're going to treat you just like we treat everybody else. We're going to give you what we think you're worth. So they offered it to him. He said no. And he said, OK, I want to restructure my deal for a no uh, no franchise tag clause on, on my contract. And next year I'm going to be gone. And they said and Bill said, done, we can win without you. So they played out the 2019 season. I imagine that the tampering did happen, Tucker, during the season. I think that during the season, the Raiders, or Dana White, who's not a member of the Raiders, so I guess it's not really tampering, but Dana White was the one who said he recruited him. I guarantee you during the year, Dana White was in his ear. Um, there was rumors that he had looked at a house in Las Vegas. Um, so I 100% believe the story out of Dana White. Um, but I just don't think that, I think that if the Patriots wanted Tom Brady here, 
which you can say is the wrong decision. If you think that they them holding on to him would, would handcuff them into a longer rebuild, I mean, we obviously wouldn't have Mac Jones, um, then then that could have been the decision. You could say it's the right decision still. I think it's the wrong decision. I think you, you stick with him until he can't play anymore. Uh, they didn't want to do that, so they let him go. And he won and won, He went and won a Super Bowl, and his team is poised to win another one while your team is in the dirges of the AFC East. You can't even... You, you haven't beaten the Dolphins since week one of 2020 with Cam Newton. You, they're not the same team they were because Tom Brady left. We've gone over this a million times. I do think tampering happened, if you can call it that. I do think Belt, uh, Brady had his mind made up week one of the NFL season that this is my last go in New England. I do not think that for years he was planning this. And I do not think that, you know, the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots were in his ear at the last minute being like, hey, here's your deal. And he said, no, I'm taking the money. That's not at all what happened. He didn't sign a huge deal in Tampa. Um, so if he wanted to be, if they wanted him here, he would still be here. Go ahead, Cam. Okay, couple of questions, Trey. When, what, what is the year that you're referring to when you're saying that they should have paid Brady? That he went to them in the off season between 2018 after they won their Rams Super Bowl in 2019, which is the last year he was in New England. He went gotcha. to them okay. looking for a new deal. And they ended up restructuring his deal. And the restructure was um, the restructure was for a no trade clause. That's what the end or the no uh, franchise tag clause. Okay. And going into the 2020 season, which Correct me if I'm wrong. He was. That's when he went to the Bucks. Correct. Okay. And that's when this whole Raiders deal was said to have gone down. Right. Right. Do you think that they should have paid Brady and kept him in that off season? Absolutely. I mean, I think they tried to last minute negotiate it, and he had already made up his mind. And I, I, they may have even gone with him to the money with the money at that point because they weren't out of it till the end. Like people said that he's still talking to Patriots. So, um, so on February 10th, 2020, you did not make the take on episode seven of wasted takes that the Pats did not trade Brady or pay Brady in the off season. I, I made that take. I'm looking at it right now. What does it say? There were four to, and to be fair, it could have been Tucker. The that was not me. That was not me. I there's no chance I made that take. Tucker made that take. I remember that take. What were the other okay. takes on the board? Yeah, the other take that you said may have been San Francisco needs to fire Shanahan. Yeah, yep, that's the one. I made that okay, take. Okay, fine, fine, fine. Fair enough. I wasn't too sure. Next question for you is when when did when did in your opinion, Brady decide that he needed to leave the Patriots because your timeline's a little messed up for me, and I'm not sure kind of where you're at. Sure. Um, so I think he originally decided that he wanted to leave after they lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles. Um, he had just gone through a hell of a playoff run. He almost got his finger torn off. Um, a lot of people thought it might end his career, actually. Um, some doctors said that. Um, so he he said, and then Bill blew the game. And he went to Kraft and said, well, I don't really want to be here anymore. Uh, I'm going to leave. 
And Kraft said, all right, well, we'll see what we can do. Then they went and win the Super Bowl. Um, and I think after they won the Super Bowl, he reconsidered. He said, hey, we're still winning. Yes, Bill's an ass, but, you know, he knows how to coach. He coached up a great defense this year. Um, we're, you know, I, 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 and I don't want to uproot okay. my family. So in 2019, when he went to them looking for a new deal to finish out his career in New England, and they basically threw it back in his face and said, suck on it. Um, he said, all right, I'm out. After 20, after the 2019 right. season, this will be my last season in New England. Okay. After that, I'm out. A lot of respect there because you covered your bases. I was going to come after you, but very well done. Respect it. Uh, the, the thing that I, I am so confused about, though, and like we were talking about it before the show, was you kind of flip-flopped and said that he wanted to get paid. And I think that I don't think that that has ever been his, his motive. And I'm pretty sure you've said it on the pod. It's Brady just wants to win. Right. And he's always been taking pay cuts. He's done his whole career, but now before the pod, and you can, you know, vouch for yourself. You're saying that he wanted to get paid to stay rather than, than have people around him or both or what, what I think he wanted payment in a, a, just a more, lucrative deal for him in terms of guarantees. He's for, he's at this point, he's 42, 43. And, you know, he's almost suffered a, a career ending injury. Um, he's putting up with Bill Belichick every day who treats him like trash. And uh, yeah, he wants, he wants a little more money just so he can get, have the guarantee of, um, you know, financial security after his career ends. Obviously he already has it, but he, he, he it's more of a, a power play between him and Bill, right? So he wants Bill to acknowledge that, hey, I'm a great quarterback. You should be paying me at least what a great quarterback made. Now, he wasn't going to break the bank. He wasn't going out and say, make me the highest player, paid player in the league. No, he just wanted a solid guaranteed money deal so he could stick it to Bill and say, look, just pay me what I'm worth. I've gone through, I've gone through hell for you. Why are you, not, why are you not respecting me? And maybe he did want to leave all along and he knew that Bill would say no to that. And he was just, just I don't know, but... I think he would have resigned here if they would have given him more guaranteed money. All right, no further questions. I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm glad we cleared that up. I'm, I'm pretty uh, on the same page. Um, I think that Brady just, he, after the Falcons Super Bowl, honestly, he just became the biggest thing in football, and Bill Belichick was second to him. And he could do what he wanted. And if Bill said, yes, we're going to give it to you, he would have stayed. And if, when it didn't happen, he was like, "Cool, I'm out," and he didn't really care. So you don't so agree I, with I, Tucker's take that 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 he had made, you know, he was uh, tampered with by the Raiders or whatever. No, Brady doesn't get tampered with. That's that's not a thing. Well, he kind of he, he just did with uh, the the Dolphins, but yeah, he just <laughs> did. So he does get tampered with because Tom Brady plays by his own rules. And I mean, that's not his fault that they tampered like, with. Him. Oh, no, I think Tom Brady just wanted to get paid, as if like no, that's yeah, not. he needed the guarantee. Tom Brady just wanted guaranteed money. That's all he asked for. As if like Tom Brady, the guy worth a billion dollars, was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm just worried e- about my financial." Future. It was more about a respect just, thing, Tucker. He just explained. He just explained that, and and I get it now. Exactly, it's not. I need to be the highest paid, like these Tyler Murrays, the young guys who just want Kirk Cousins, like Brady is. 
probably never asked for even close to that amount of money. I totally get it when I just won you your sixth Super Bowl. Like, show me goddamn respect. Give me, give me what I'm owed. What, what do you mean by tampered with? I think I'm, I'm confused on, on that definition. Um, like, yeah, during the season, I think that he was definitely reached out to by the uh, Raiders or Dana White or whatever. I mean, like, you can say, like, oh, it wasn't a coach or a player, so it's not tampering, but it is. What do you I mean, mean tampering, though? Like, what What did they say? Like The actual, like, NFL rules against tampering. To come to Las Vegas. Tell, talking to a player under contract about about vacating that contract and coming to another team. Tampering. Happens all the time yeah. in sports. And Stephen oh, Ross, the Dolphins owner, I, just got called I mean, pot tampering. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, my... my point and then I'll, I'll stop until the next subject was Brady's going to do whatever he wants at the end of the day so yeah someone can reach out to him and say let's get rid of this contract but it's like a LeBron James thing where he can go wherever he wants whether he's on contract or not and it's just his Besides decision. the Raiders apparently. Well I think if you really wanted to go to Vegas you really could have. No they no like John Gruden was like eh never mind I'll roll with Derek Carr. Oh, yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the video, I, I, but I, I thoroughly believe that if Brady really wanted... No, Brady was done. offended by it, because yeah, they were I'm, like, you took that motherfucker over I'm me. Saying, okay, I heard that, but I'm saying, if he wanted to, he could have said, he could have pushed harder for it and said, nah, I'm going to come in. But once he heard that, he was like, never mind, I'm out. I think Brady could have gone wherever he wanted, if he wanted to. He could have talked to the owner of the Raiders and said, look, I'm going to come here and tell Gruden to F off. And I, I, I disagree with you, Cam. I think um, I think that Gruden had final say. He wanted to. He pulled a Belichick where he's like, this is my team. I don't let the players dictate who I'm going to play. No, we have our quarterback. I don't want Tom Brady. Idiot move. I have a take for you. You, you ever wonder who leaked those uh, Gruden emails? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Uh, well, leaked, it's Roger Goodell, one hundred percent. Tom Brady leaked those emails to Roger Goodell, sent it on his burner, and that was that for John Gruden. That that's my takeaway from the situation. Um, Dylan, do you have any any input on any of this? Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. We're talking like extreme speculation here, outside of the um, Gruden not wanting Brady. To touch on that, um, I think that's a ridiculous claim to say we're going to stick with Derek Carr. Um, but for Brady's, you know, the argument the Tucker's trying to make, um, I don't know. Uh, I think there was definitely tampering going on, like you guys, like Trey's saying. I mean, that, that seems to happen all the time. Um, but I, I like to think of Brady as a little bit of a better guy than that, even though I feel like he's kind of changed over the years. Um, but I think anything is possible with him, at this, especially at this stage in his career. So, I don't know. It's tough to say. Do you think, Dell he would have stayed in New England if they gave him guaranteed money? No. No. I think he was done. I think he was done... Then why did he like go to the negotiating table with them? 
I think that he had. I think that was the best thing for his image to not just be like, no, not going to listen well, to an offer. Why? I think you you you're always going to listen to your own team's offer. You're always going to listen to any offer on the table. I think, but I, I especially think from the team that you're with. There was active negotiation. This is I, insane to me. I don't. I think it was a closure thing. I think Trey, you're on the same page as me as I think he wanted to know would they actually do it, and it was an easy decision to leave once they didn't. And if he did, I don't think anyone knows the answer whether he would have stayed. I'd say probably, yeah, he would have been there. 100%. No, I'm a hundred percent against you on this. So Tucker, when did he decide to leave the Patriots then? I think he was done as soon as he realized the team wasn't what they were. I think he was over with it. So you think I, he I decided? Think Patriots, I think the Patriots a... make a deep run in 2019 in the playoffs. I think he's still a Patriot. So right you now. think he decided after the after the Titans loss? Uh, Titans loss. Wait, that's the game that his last game as a Patriot. Um. Yeah. I've... Yeah. Then how come all year when they were asking about his future, he's, he wasn't talking about it? He's like, well, you know, we don't know what the future holds, blah, 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 blah. Well, because he didn't know how good the team was. I don't think he believed in the team. That's insane to me. All right, whatever. You think he thought the team was great that year? I don't think – I think he thinks that I can make any team good. I've taken bad teams to Super Bowls, taken good teams what? to Super Bowls. That 2011 team wasn't that great. The defense sucked. The defense was never not top ten, so that's incorrect. He, I, he, I believe he thought we'll find guys to bring in, just like we always have, like the Chris Hogan's of the world. We'll bring those guys in. Right. We'll be good, and I'll be good, and we'll continue to win. And then yeah, they said, "F you, we're not giving you money." And they said, "Okay, goodbye." It seemed like contract negotiations go down August thirty. Like th- this is way, they still have free agency and time to pick. Up, even during the season. So I, I I think if they gave him the guaranteed money and then at the contract table, he said, all right, thank you. I appreciate that. Let's try to get some guys that's win another Super Bowl. He's staying and they may maybe pick up a guy or two to, to help him out. But the money was the, the primary part. I just don't. I don't, I don't think, think a billionaire, the $20 million is not the difference. It's, it's not. Like, yeah, you're missing the point. I get it was a respect thing, but I just don't buy it. It was never a problem for him in the past. I don't buy it this one year. It's like, he made, also, this now is is Bill had just made, Bill had just made his, his bet, his favorite target ever retire too. He made Gronk retire. Gronk said, I want out. He said, no, I'll trade you. And he said, okay, I'll retire. Or no, he said, no, I won't trade you. And he said, okay, I'll retire. And that happened. Per Gronk. So he made his favorite target retire. He, of course he wanted he wanted respect and wanted some financial compensation for the hell that he'd been through. Alright. That's enough of that. <laughs> um, I, I we'll skip the rest of the topic because we've kind of already talk, covered it. John Gruden, idiot. Um, KD is staying in Brooklyn. How do we think that's going to go? Um, I think it's going to be a disaster. I think they're going to be terrible. Um, I'm very relieved that he's not coming to Boston. It's funny. I saw a tweet that was like, Celtics fans would have killed in 2016 when KD, if to have KD to Boston. Now nobody wants him here. Um, funny how time changes things. But I don't know what agreement they could have came to. I know originally he said, get rid of the coach and the GM. That obviously didn't happen. Maybe the market just wasn't good enough. And they were like, listen... 
we're not going to trade you. And he was like, okay, well then I guess I'll play. Like he's not going to sit out. Is he like, I don't know. I don't know how it happened. I think it's going to be a disaster. I think they're going to be marginally better than they were last year because they'll have Kyrie. But um, I can see it all falling apart really quickly there. And I think if they have another first round exit this year, um, he will definitely be gone next year. I don't know what his contract situation is, um, but I think they're going to be bad. Uh, Cam, what do you think? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit beforehand, too. I, I agree with you. Um, well, kind of. I don't think they're going to be bad, per se. Yeah, I, 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 they, yeah, I guess I, I don't mean bad. I, I think they're going to be just like they were last year. I think they're going to be better than the seven seed because Kyrie and KD have another year together. And if they're sticking together after one year of craziness and they are two years, I guess now, um, I think they'll, they'll be okay. I don't see them winning the, the championship by any means, but in terms of KD in general, um, he wanted out and Dylan, I think you said, like, I kind of respect him for it, for staying. He didn't, I don't think he wanted to stay. He he wanted to go somewhere, and his, his price was either too high, or the Nets just wanted him to keep him that bad, which I don't blame them. I mean, if they lose him, they are just rebuilding again, and Kyrie's their guy. No, I don't think that's going to work. So, I don't think it's as much of a respect thing. You said he's kind of the guy that dances around and tries to win the rings. Yeah, he wanted to go do that again. And he was very he was very open about it. I want to go to the Suns. I want to go to the Celtics. Maybe the Heat. And it, it just didn't work out for him. So I don't respect him for that. He's very good at basketball. But I, I'm glad that he's staying in Brooklyn. Um, I think that they're, they're not going to win ever. And it's going to be funny. I think they're going to be better, probably like a four seed maybe this year. But at the end of the day, there's going to be drama there. And I can't wait for it, to be honest with you. Uh, Cam, <clears throat> something I forgot to mention that you kind of said, yeah, I um, I think they probably went to him with a list of teams. And they were like, listen, you know, we're, we're asking, you know, the Suns for this. They won't give it. We're asking the Celtics for this. They, we, they won't give it. We have an offer on the table from the Mavericks. And this is what it is. Not Luca. Um, or maybe Luca. Maybe. I don't know. But this is what it is. You know, or uh, what's a bad team? I don't know. Uh, the Timberwolves. This is the offer this we have on the table from the, from the Timberwolves. Wolves are what, they, whatever. They, a bad offer from, or a good offer from a bad team, draft picks from a bad team, something like that. And he was like, no, I'm not going there. And then they're like, well, what do you want us to do? We're, we're trying, and all the teams you put on your list, will not give us a deal worth worth our time. And he was like, fine, whatever. That's what I think happened. Um, Dill? Feeling feeling positive on um, KD after this experience. Could someone sorry, could someone break down again? Dill, I need the, you I need you to lock it in a little bit. No, I, I I'm just confused on the contract situation. So he wanted out and then the team just but nobody picked him up. I'm confused. no. He like, asked for a he trade. Not... He asked for a trade, and they tried to they tried to get a trade for him, and they couldn't get one. Yeah, and he had a specific list of teams that he wanted to go to, and they couldn't make it work with any of those teams. 
You there, Dill? Am I there? Hello? What's going on? I'm talking to myself? Yeah. No, we're good. All right. We're good. Um, for some reason, I was under the impression that he resigned, and that's why I was confused. Oh, no, no. He's just so, staying. He's honoring his contract. He signed himself. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't respect it then anymore, because I, I thought he had to resign, because I thought it, maybe it was like turning a new leaf, he's going to make it work, blah, blah, blah. Turns out, no. Um, like, like Cam said, I am excited for uh, to, to see how the season plays out now with, with all the crap that was going on, um, you, you know, in the off season. Um, I think it's going to be detrimental, uh, but I think uh, I, th- here's the thing: Do you think he's going to get traded this season? Because he's got to be on the block. No, I don't think like, so. I don't think he's going to get traded mid midseason either. But I think he's going to act like he doesn't want to be there, just like you know, like basketball players that feel like there's a certain they, they do that. You know, they make it known that they're like not happy in their like midseason current situation. So uh, I can see this going one of two ways. One, he doesn't pass the ball, scores a billion points, team loses by a billion, or I see. I, I can see him potentially taking this as a challenge and actually making this team play well. Which, I mean, that might be a race to take in it. Of I, I agree. No, I agree with that, Dylan. I was just thinking about that. If he can console Kyrie, because KD's a, a little bit crazy himself, not on the Kyrie level. But if he can just tell Kyrie in the offseason, like, look, why don't we just play basketball and win rather than whatever Kyrie does? I, I can't even describe <laughs> it. He's a weird dude. I could 100% see them being dumb, like insane. But I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But I, I, I like the, the thought. Uh, Tucker. Yeah, um, I want to jump in here and say he's a bitch. Um, <laughs> purely off of the fact that, like, this whole situation, he was saying that it's either the GM and the head coach and, or me. So, like, when they got this team, Kyrie and KD, the uh, owner was basically like, hey, guys, this is your team to do what you want with it. Like, Hire the people you want. Like, let's get, let's have you be a part of this. They went out there and was like, "Look, I want Steve Nash." They talked to the GM Marks and like got the players they want signed on the team with them. And then when the season didn't go exactly how they wanted, they go. His line was, "It's either me or them," as in the head coach and the GM that he asked for. He didn't want anymore because he's like, look, he's not that good of a head coach. Everyone knew Steve Nash wasn't going to be a head coach. He was going to be a guy that stands on the sideline and lets you do what you want. And then you did what you want and it didn't work out. And then you're like, oh, well, I don't want him here anymore. Which I don't buy at all. He probably called I him just, on his I bullshit. I don't like him. I don't like this team. I, but I think they're extremely talented. I think Ben Simmons is extremely slept on, especially as a defensive player. He's a very good player. 
And I think he could work really well with those two because you have two shot makers, like great shooters. And then you have a guy who's a great passer. He's a 6'8 point guard. He's a 6'8 guard, 6'10 guard. I mean, he fits so well with those two in this system. This team could be elite. So I think that's like my biggest fear in this is that I think it'll work out in the end and they're going to be very good. When you think of the drama in the NBA, when you think of drama, just so talented. Drama in the NBA, top five guys, Kyrie, KD, and Ben Simmons might be in the top five. They're, they might be one, two, three. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So that's and James Harden was in that list too. Is the crazy thing the guy they traded Ben Simmons for was also on that list. They're playing with fire, and I mean, I I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be funny. It will be. Funny. Whatever the outcome is going to be, entertaining. I say one thing about Ben Simmons. Talk to say people sleep on Ben Simmons. It's because his name is Ben Simmons. He sounds like an accountant. He can't be. He can't be good at basketball and have a name like Ben Simmons. <laughs> Crazy, crazy take. All right, what's up? What's next? <laughs> um, next up on the docket, um, I guess you know it's just I have Deshaun Watson down. I mean, yeah, we kind of touched on it, but um, I just think you know this is ridiculous. Like it, it seems like they're spinning a wheel every time for these disciplines. You know, what's his name? Um, well, yeah, not him. Uh, Hopkins gets Hopkins gets six games with PEDs, and he says he claims it was an accident. Like he's rehabbing from his surgery. The similar a similar thing happened to Julian Edelman, and I was fine with him getting what I think he got four. I was fine with him getting those games. Like I get it. Like you can't do that. Um, but like Deshaun Watson originally got six. Now they upped it to eleven, and. You don't even feel good about it because you know it was just because everybody was angry at them. Like they didn't do it because they were they respect the situation. They didn't do it because you know somebody made them. They did it because the fans were angry and they were like, "Oh, what the hell are we gonna do now?" I just think it's ridiculous. I do hope that curse is on Tucker. Um, and to your point, Cam, blatantly obvious what they're doing with the uh, schedule in, in that area. So, um, does anybody have any other thoughts on it they want to touch on? You cut out there, but did you mention that he's coming back? No, you didn't cut out for me. Yeah, I, I did. I, I said uh, it's blatantly obviously what okay. the NFL is doing. Yeah, I mean, typical NFL. Uh, but no, I got nothing else on it. I mean, there's nothing really else that we can say. It's 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 the NFL. They're going to do whatever they want, and people are going to complain about it, and nothing's going to happen. I played up in Madden the other day, and I hit the crap out of him. So that was fun. Yeah, I mean, I'll complain about it, and then I'll still watch every single game that he plays in. Oh, yeah, they have us by the balls. Yeah. yeah I won't root for him, I'll tell you that. I've said it from... No, I'll root against the Browns adamantly. Oh, but always, always the Browns, but Deshaun in general now. I mean, I said it since the first one came out that, I mean, if the first one comes out and you're like, okay, maybe this girl's looking for money. And then 23 is kind of a lot. Kind of a lot. lot. 
Like, you know what? <laughs> Pull me 23 times. That's a good amount. That's a good amount. That's enough to maybe not prove you guilty, but it's enough to, to make me not like you in this. Nah, I disagree. I think if 23 people say that you raped them, I'm like, that's probably a rapist. Well, they didn't all claim rape, but that's a different story. I, I don't like Deshaun. We're anti-Deshaun podcast. Um, Anti-Browns podcast. Glad he went there because nobody liked them anyway. I liked the Browns in the past. Now I don't. How do you be a Browns fan now? Like, how do you go out and root for him? Like, I, I, it's, I mean, it's the same for every NFL team. Every NFL team has scumbags on it. But this guy, 23 times, dude, keep it in your pants. What are you doing? Um, but the Brownies are, are rallying behind him, and the fans are too, and it's kind of foul to see. But whatever. Um, all right, list guys, have we decided? We have two two options, so we can vote on these. We have over the counter meds, and we have wing flavors. Uh, Cam wants to do wings. Dylan wants to do uh, meds. Tucker, what do you want to do? Uh, whatever. Cam said wings. Or Cam said meds. I yeah, I was I was up in the air. I just figured you guys wanted to do wings. Let's just do wings. We can do the meds for another day. Dylan's been yeah. trying to get wing meds That's going wing. for a long time. All right, we can do wings. <laughs> um, I'm I'm not gonna lead off because I'm not ready. Um, I'll go first and I'll say Chipotle barbecue. Hadn't had them before, Patrick's kind of slap. Um. Okay. Uh, Dale, do you have one? Cam, do you yeah, have one? Yeah, number one for me. Number five. Just, uh, sorry. <laughs> number five for me is just straight up barbecue. Um, I like my wings have a little bit of spice. Barbecue just doesn't really cut it, you know? Um, yeah, barbecue five. Um, okay, hold on. I'm struggling here. Sorry, right. I can go. All right. Um, Dill, I'll fall asleep with you the barbecue. As a kid, Yes, this that's is different. true. As a kid, barbecue is elite. It's the only thing you see on the menu. It's the only thing you want because it's familiar. You don't like that spice. You're too young for the spice. It's too much. Um, but growing up, finding out the other flavors as well as getting used to the spice a little bit, barbecue kind of uh, falls towards the end. And it's still up there because... Just the other day, I had some boneless barbecue. Very good, but it's only going to be five. I'm, so I, my my score is only on bone in. I I, I that's fine. That's, yeah, yeah, I guess that's fine. I, just, I was getting yeah, I was giving you an example. I'm uh, I'm just gonna go barbecue as well. It was gonna be my number four, but then I thought of something better. So uh, I agree with you guys. Um, nothing, you know, it's a it's a great flavor. I love barbecue sauce. I use it all the time. Barbecue on wings, you know, especially if you're not looking for the heat, you know, I, I like I like pairing a nice barbecue wing with the pizza, right? You get the pizza and you get the barbecue wings. Maybe you don't want to get the spicy. You just kind of want to mellow it out. Um, yeah, barbecue is my number five. Tuck. Um, my number four is another Patrick's flavor. It's a barbecue off brand Chipotle barbecue. This is this is an ad for Patrick's this whole. Yeah, no, this is just me <laughs> advertising Patrick's pub. Um. But, yeah, I mean, Chipotle barbecue, delicious. 
got a little bit of spice to it, but got that like typical uh, barbecue flavor, but with just a little bit of like tang to it. Dylan or Cam? Dylan. Dylan. Because there's like buffalo and there's hot, and I can go to the same category. So I'm gonna do, um, I'm gonna do Chipotle barbecue as well, uh, Tucker. Because again, barbecue is just straight up barbecue too sweet, not enough. I need a little bit of that kick. Uh, the Chipotle adds that plus a little bit of like the mayo-y maybe in there that makes it a little something else going on, a little different flavor. Uh, yeah, so it's probably barbecue number four. Why do I keep doing it in backwards? Cam? Number four, I got buffalo. That's probably going to be higher on, on your lists. I mentioned the, the spice factor. You kind of grow into it a little bit. I've grown into it, but I'm still not a huge, huge fan. But with ranch, one of the all-time combos, um, I'm usually a, a hot guy, medium guy. I uh, can't go much higher than that, or else I just don't enjoy it. Um, I respect the people that can do the, the challenges and stuff. It's just, it's not me. Um, but it's it's the, the all-time classic. When you think wings, you think buffalo wings. Um, that's going to be my number four. My number four is going to be garlic wings. Um, don't eat them too often. I remember, not a fan. I remember the first time I had them was at the Wing Fling in Berks County. Uh, where they had all the restaurants send in their wing flavors. It was, I believe, it was a 21 up and older event, but I snuck in because I was serving wings. Um, so I remember I was serving Cajun wings. I for, not Cajun, excuse me, garlic wings. Um, I forget where they were from, but I had a few of them. Really liked them. I think uh, Tucker's dad has made a couple uh, types of garlic wings before for our wing, our wing off we have in our family. Um, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of garlic wings. Mix in that garlic flavor, you know, take a break from the spice again. And uh, yeah, I'm a garlic wing guy, number four. Uh, Tucker? My number three is the wings I made at the wing off that one year I won the wing off. Do I remember the flavor? No. There was some jalapeno in it. There was uh, some sweetness to it. It was a great wing sauce. It's my number three on my list. I don't have a name for it, though. Those were good. I don't remember what they were either. Uh, so. uh, number three for me, I'm going to go Carolina Gold. Ever heard of it? Yep. Carolina Gold is a, a mixture of barbecue, mustard, and hot sauce, if you didn't know that. Um, the When I was a sophomore or junior in college, a pizza plate opened up on Main Street in Castleton. Have you ever been to Castleton? There ain't a lot on Main Street. Um, there ain't a lot around. So it was the big stop to go. I called third place, shout out, good spot. Um, they had Carolina Gold Wings, um, absolutely uh, divine, would kill for them. I wish I could have that sauce. I make my own sauce at home every once in a while, um, just to, you know, dip stuff in. But um, yeah, it's just, it's got the, it's got the sweet with the barbecue, the mustardy, whatever you want to call it, mustard flavor, and then the spice with the hot sauce. Well, it's good. Um, I can't put it up higher just because there's other ones that are better, but yeah, I, I would I'd die for that sauce. 
Uh, Cam. Yeah, number three, I'm going garlic parm. Um, pretty much have it everywhere. I'm sorry, restaurants pretty much have it everywhere. I get it most of the time. Um, I usually do a half and half. We'll see what my others are next. But garlic farms is the, an easy choice. Who doesn't love Parmesan cheese? Who doesn't love a little garlic? Only problem I have is sometimes a little bit too much garlic, too big of like chunks, or they don't mince it well enough. Um, Hooters actually has some of the best garlic farms in wings. They make their own sauce. Uh, and that's kind of where I fell in love with it. But it's only coming in number three. You'll see why shortly. Uh, my number three is going to be Cajun Wings. Um, specifically from Wingstop. Don't know if you guys have ever ever been to a Wingstop. Uh, they're not prevalent in our neck of the woods. They are out in Boston. Cam, I don't know if there's any around you. I imagine there are. Cajun Wings are pretty darn good. They're definitely spicy. They got kind of that smoky flavor to them that, uh, I don't know, how would you describe a Cajun flavor? I don't really know. That Creole, you know, kind of crawdaddy taste. I don't know. It's tough to describe, but it's, um, they're really, really good at Wingstop. Just started doing them in like the last year or so. Um, and I love them. I get them every time I go there, which is about once a month. Um, is my warranted time there. Um, yeah, is I love Wingstop these things. Wingstop the one that's owned by, uh, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know the answer to that, but the wings there are phenomenal. And uh, I always get the Cajun wings. Those are my number three. Uh, Tuck? My number two is teriyaki. Um, controversial, a little Asian spice to it. Um, I just think a good teriyaki wing is really good. It's a top wing when it's done right. It's definitely boring a lot of the times, but a real good teriyaki sauce is incredible. Dylan? Number two, again, I'm following through with talking about teriyaki, uh, specifically Patrick's Pub. It, it's not Patrick's. I'm stupid. Sorry, Doc. Um, I am talking Forge. Um, their specialty sauce is a teriyaki-based <laughs> sauce. And oh, it is good. Um, I've had a few others in a couple other places, not as good, but still, um, still good, still, still worthy of the number two. Um, yeah, I wouldn't die for it like Carolina Gold, but yeah, I'm good for sure. Cameron? Yeah, Teriyaki number two. Um, the Walker Room actually has very, very good oh, Teriyaki wings. I've never tried that. They're, they're very, very good, or at least when I worked there, I used to get them all the time. Now, teriyaki is pretty, I mean, it's pretty universal. It depends where you buy the sauce from. But wherever it comes from, I've never had a teriyaki wing that I didn't like. And I'm just talking traditional teriyaki, uh, local flavors or anything like that. Um I just, I, I like the flavor. Usually when I order garlic parm, teriyaki, half and half. And uh, I, my number one, I'll, I'm going to have to explain a little bit and, and get, I might get a boy heated, but that's my number two. Um, my number two is going to be buffalo, straight up buffalo. I uh, can't beat it. King of the wings. Not much to say about it. Uh, a little bit of spice, you know, gets it going. Uh, buffalo wings, my number two. Duck. 
my number one is straight up Buffalo. I mean, as Trey just said, King of the Wings. Um, I don't know why anything would be above the King. So, no obvious number one. Thank you for backing me up, Trey. Well, that was my number two, but yeah. Uh, no. King of the Wings, though. Uh, my number one is also Buffalo, hot, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same. Um, you can't, you can't really eat a wing without it being spicy, in my opinion. It's like I know it's a barbecue S five, but still, um, it's just the best wing out there. There's really no comparison. Uh, when you go to any place and they're like, "We got wings," you can guarantee that Buffalo's going to be there. It's the number one. It's always, always will be. Um, I've never met someone who liked anything like like that much crazy like, like you've never met anybody that said uh i'm gonna get wings and then they don't get barbecue or sorry don't get buffalo so yeah easy number one okay now this is where i'm gonna get defensive because dylan you put teriyaki as number two and then compared it to old forge which is my number one the old forge wing sauce and it's a disgrace that you would make that comparison because it's it's not even close to teriyaki. I asked the owner and he said it's teriyaki, so I don't know. It's not teriyaki. It's not. You might have the you might have had a different kind. There's original and there's traditional. Um, to be completely honest with you, I forget which one is which, but there's one sauce that is one teriyaki is stickier and it's, it's a little bit uh, kind of goopy whereas old forge is more liquidy and whatever they put in that sauce it is electric it's, i could drink it's teriyaki based you want me to call them in maybe the 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 very very base that's fine i would like you to call them all i'm saying is if i have a teriyaki wing and i have a wing from old forge the i think it's traditional i want to say traditional um, yeah, they are they're very, very different flavors. They're, they, maybe it's based on teriyaki. Maybe. If, if you asked and I believe you, but I cannot put them in the same category because the teriyaki wings that I would get from Rock Room or anywhere that I go, Wingstop, whatever, they do not compare. They will never compare to whatever they put in that sauce. I think they put a little bit of Jesus' tears in that sauce because I could drink it straight and feel like I was reborn. That's how good it is. Um, old four sauce, number one, not close. Uh, my number one is going to be any type of extra buffalo, buffalo sauce. So any type of sauce that is still like a buffalo sauce, but hotter. Um, it's called something different everywhere you go. Sometimes atomic, you know, death, whatever. Um, buffalo, I, I really like spicy food too much. Actually, it does a number on my stomach now as I get older. Um, but I really do like spicy food and sometimes Buffalo just isn't enough for me. You got to go that extra mile. Um, so there's a, there's definitely a delicate balance to the point where I've had wings that have knocked me out to the point where like, I can't eat them. Um, I remember at the heritage once Brian drum cooked up some for me and I literally had two bites and I was like, well, I'm not hungry anymore. This ruined my day. Um, but there is a delicate balance, you know, if I'm at, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings, I'll get the one, you know, slightly above Buffalo Hot Wings, but not the, the max one. Um, 
So I, I got to go with that for me personally. That's, that's where I go. I need a little bit extra kick in my wings. I like to uh, push myself. And uh, if the nose isn't running and you're not crying a little bit, then it wasn't a good wing. Um, so that's my number one. Um, all right, let's move on to movie uh, The Godfather. I know Tucker watched it. Um, did anybody else watch it? Not. Um, I made it 80% through. I did not plan for it to be two hours, 55 minutes long. So I, I have about I, 20 minutes left. The last week. All right, well, I did I'll watch it. I, I did watch it. Yeah, we'll give it to you, Tuck. Um, I did watch it. Um, all-time classic movie. Remember, the, I didn't watch it until very recently, like three, four years ago, five years ago. Um, one of my favorites all time. Uh, love monster movies, like I've said before. Um, Don Corleone, you know, what the hell's the guy's name that plays him? Why can't I think of it? What the hell Marlon is his Brando. name? Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando, unbelievable job. Put cotton balls in his mouth. Um, the birth of Al Pacino. Um, but I wrote I wrote a paper on this movie in college, so I watched it extensively. Broke down frames from it. Um, but just the I, I I don't want to talk too much to ruin kind of the ending for Tucker. Um, but I mean the whole thing's amazing, and the second one's great too. I highly advise you watch it, Tucker. Um, this is one of my all time favorites. Um. It's going to be a 9-3 for me. Doc? I don't think I can give a fair rating yet, just because I haven't finished it, and I think that the ending will probably have a lot to do with my rating. Um, yeah. So I need, I will let you know tomorrow my rating, and we can add it to our rating. All right. But um, so far, I like the movie. I don't know if you want to allow me to give a rating. I've seen it before. I just didn't watch it last week. When's the last time you watched it? Uh, probably the same time you watched it last. I mean, you can fourth. you can give it a rating if you want. I'm not. Yeah, just don't count it. Honestly, I I don't like the movie. Um, I think it's too long, and I don't mind long movies in general, but this one just didn't keep me too entertained. Um. I, if I had to give it the rating, it like a 7-1, but I, I wouldn't count that just because, I mean, I haven't watched it in a while, maybe I will find a new appreciation. That being said, real quick, I did watch Rugrats in Paris recently, and the opening scene as well as the ending scene are both uh, based on The Godfather. Yeah, um, Cam, you just became a godfather, so you not watching this movie is kind of disrespectful to your nephew. So, just gonna just gonna point that out. Um, all right, uh, who's next? I think it's Dylan. Uh, okay, let me grab one real quick. I can never remember who, like, what the order is for this, but I feel like we screwed up all that. We've screwed up once. So, how's everyone doing? Just, you know, it's it's crazy to me that we've been doing this podcast for 138 weeks and still none of us are ever ready for it when the time comes. 
You know, we always just sitting here trying to make conversation. When somebody used to have Word document, I have a Word document. It's actually a, a, a Google <laughs> Google Doc, so everybody can get on it. But I used to watch like waste. I used to watch like part of the interruption, first take, everything, taking notes about like during the games of the week. I might start doing it during football season again. Yeah. The, the podcast, the podcast gets much more aggressive. Like I feel like we just all want to talk twenty four seven once football season starts. Yep. Well, we're almost there. One more week. Next week we got our predictions. So make sure you guys. And we got college football this weekend. Yeah. Do your homework on uh, your predictions. Watch your college football. Yep. Dylan, you got one for us. Getting um, late. I mean, this is a long time to just yeah, pick a Yeah, it's a, a really game. long time. I'm drawing, so I got it. You guys are talking. Okay, so, um, you don't have to. You can't multitask. We're filling blank space. So, the movie I've seen only once. Y'all have probably seen it more than once. Avatar. Uh, very the last close, day of Very close to a movie that I sort of kind of watched at Cam's house that one time. Um, Batman. We're going... The Dark Knight Rises, the first of the trilogy. No, I just that's the last one. Like a month ago. That's the last one. Do you mean Batman Begins or Dark Knight Rises? No, that reminds me. Okay. Hold on, let's clear clarify this. Let's clarify this, please. Rises was the first one. That's my fault. I'm gonna go with the first Iron Man movie because we talked about that a time. I like it. I've seen it once. Iron Man. Okay. Cam, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, when he mentioned Batman, it reminded me of the time that you and Dylan slept over my house. He, he said that. He, he said it reminds me of the time I watched at Cam's house. That's what he said. Oh, I did not hear that part. But yeah. Great I don't know. Was that? I think that was when we recorded Wasted Takes draft episode. Though, no, no, no. It's like four years before that. Yeah. Way, way before. Yeah. Um, all right. That's our episode. Long time tonight. Uh, typically, we just, I think when Brady retires, we should do an entire two hour podcast about Tom Brady and just get it out of our system. Because every time we talk about Tom Brady, yeah. Every time we talk about Tom Brady, we do 45 minutes on Brady and it's just too much. Uh, this is the Tom Brady podcast, obviously. So, um, all right, that's our show. Check us out on our socials. Two polls this week. That'll be huge. Um, next week, football predictions. One of my favorite episodes of the year. Uh, we will do that. Uh, thanks for being with us, and we will see you next week. So long. Yeah.